Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. But the path of the just is like the shining sun. So the sun is shining. We can think about Jesus. We can think about the multiple things that shine in our lives that are true and good and all things that are holy. That shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked. So there's the dark path. So you have the path of the just, which is the path of lightness. The path of the, the path of the darkness, which is the way of the wicked, is like darkness. So you have good versus evil, the classic good versus evil. You have that which is right, which shines like the sun. God approves of it. God has delivered it. And it's in Jesus Christ. Then you have the way of the wicked, which is darkness. And they do not know what makes them stumble. And so this is the odd part here. Is that the people who are in this um, dilemma of living in the darkness because they don't have the truth, they keep making those bad decisions and they keep wondering what is making them stumble. And the whole time, God has sent light in Jesus Christ to shine upon the world so they can know the difference between light and dark. But the question really becomes, which path do I take? You see, everybody has that decision to make. There is a major decision that the Bible teaches that everyone has, and that is, are you going to be a Christian or what will you do with Jesus? And that is true in that everyone will have that decision to make. But outside of that decision, there's another one. What will I do in my life? Will it be righteous? Will I be the light of the righteous? Or will I walk in the way of the wicked? Now, as we think about this, you do have two paths to choose from. Look at John chapter 8 and verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, look at what he says, I am the light of the world. So already you know that Jesus is teaching that that light that is shining, shining as the sun, is brought to us by the person of Jesus Christ. He says, I am, that is a strong proclamation. I am the light of the world. Now, look at what it says now. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. We're going back. There is the path of the just, which is the shining of the sun, the light from God, and the way of the wicked, which is darkness. Look at what Jesus is now teaching. Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. If you want light, if you want the right decision, you come to me. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So this is implying a few things. This is implying that not everybody will follow Jesus. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. So the person has to make the decision as to whether or not they are going to follow the light of Jesus. They have to decide whether or not they are going to obey the gospel. They are going to decide whether or not the actions that they take and the decisions that they make will be based on the truth. Therefore, we will shine as lights. Where is this found? Look at John 12, 46 through 48. And I have come as light into the world. So there Jesus says it again. 
He says, I am the light of the world. Now he's saying, I have come as light into the world. So if you didn't understand it the first way, now you can understand it that he is coming as a light into the world. What does this mean? That whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. You see, this is intending that those who are going to believe on him are going to be the ones that follow him. John chapter 8. So these people will be following him, will become disciples. That is those who are following the teaching of Jesus. So we have these people coming to Jesus saying, I will follow. Jesus is then saying, you have the light. Now make good choices with it. Now look at this. Verse 47. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe. Watch. He who follows implies that some are not going to believe. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe. Look what he says. You can live your own life. Look what he says. I do not judge him. Jesus is telling you. I'm showing you the right and the wrong way, but I'm not going to judge you whatever decision you make because it's your decision to make. Everybody has free will. And that's the beauty of God that he gives us all free will. He says, I do not judge him for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. And in that he is bringing himself, which is the light that shines in the darkness the darkness is the world. And what does the Bible say? That Jesus came as a light shining into the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. Sometimes they're just not going to believe and or understand. But look what it says. I do not judge him for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me. There it is. Not everyone has to believe. Some will reject. And this is what it comes down to. Good and evil. Who's who? What decisions are you making? Are you going to be a good person? Or a person that is considered a bad person making bad decisions? He who rejects me and does not receive. Look what it says. My words. Has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Look at this. My words light into the world. Who gets it? Those who follow me. What are they following? Words that Jesus spoke. That's the light. The light is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look at John chapter 1 and verse 4. In him, that is Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. Do you see? Jesus Christ came down as the perfect gift from the Father. As the perfect gift from the Father. Where there's no shadow and varying turning of light. It is just all pure light. And God's greatest gift to mankind. Jesus Christ. Why? So you could have free will and choose to follow Him or not. And in choosing to follow Him... You become the lights of righteousness. What about the paths? There's a couple of paths that you can take. The world's path 
or the old path. And, I, and I'd like you to listen carefully uh, during this slide. Psalm 1 and verse 1, look what the Bible teaches. Blessed is the man, so this is a beatitude. This is saying, if this is you, then you get this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So you're blessed if you don't walk and hang around with people who are not godly people, listening to them, following their advice, living like them. They are ungodly people, non-Christians. So it says, blessed are you if you don't walk with these people, nor stand in the path of sinners. So don't, don't walk with them. And we're going to see who we're going to walk with later. But you don't walk with them. You don't stand with them. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Those people who the Bible is saying to avoid are people who are not lights of righteousness. They are avoiding the light of Jesus Christ. They're avoiding the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And on their own free will, they are choosing not to follow. Do you remember this slide? Who's going to follow? Those are going to follow the word of Jesus. Psalm 1 and verse 1. Those people you are supposed to avoid if your lights of righteousness are those who are not following God's word. But look at Jeremiah 6 and verse 16. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see. Right? So Jesus, so God there is telling us through the prophet, test it out. You see, you're already living in the world. We already know what the world's about. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see. God is saying, stand here in my way, follow the light and see. And ask for the old paths. You see what he's saying? Ask for the way of the ancient of days. Ask for the ways it's supposed to be. The way you brought it forth. Not whichever way I think today we should do and so forth. No, ask for the original paths. Where the good way is. Look what it says. And walk in it. Oh, we're starting to see this word quite a bit. Walk, 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 walk. Where the good way is and walk in it, then you will find rest for your souls. But look what happens. But they say, we will not walk in it. You see, there's man's free will. There's two paths to choose from. Either you're going to walk and stay in the path of the world when God has told you to make better decisions or God has challenged you to see if his ways are better, but you will not walk in it. There's that personal decision. You see, we all have to take personal responsibility. We have to. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord... Because some people see serving God as evil. Choose for yourself this day who you will serve. The responsibility then falls on you again. To choose whether or not to be a light of righteousness. Or to walk in the way of darkness which is the way of the world. So but you have to. You see that word? You. Choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river. Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Let me give it to you in some language that we can all understand. Either you're going to serve the world and everything in it and whatever they say is right. But as for me and my house, 
We will serve the Lord. You see, it's the choice to be a light of righteousness. We all have a choice. So where, where are these paths? But Jesus is going to show you where the light is, and He's going to tell you He's in the light. Look at what it says. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Jesus is teaching. He's teaching the apostles how to make Christians. And He says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because that's what Jesus said to do. Now watch this. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. So Jesus is telling the apostles, teach Christians all things that I taught you. Nothing more, nothing less. Now watch what happens when they are being taught that and they're following it. And lo, here it is, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus Christ is the light of men. Jesus Christ came as the light unto the world. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. When we're seeing this, this is the illumination of mankind by Jesus Christ, by His words, by the knowledge He has of God, fellowship, and what God is and what He means to us. And then the embodiment of God the Father in His body through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When He lifted up off the cross, He paved the way for us to follow the light. So when He says, Lo, I am with you always, we ask the question, How is He with us? He's not here. How is He with us? Look what it says. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. This is the message which we have heard from Him and declared to you. They heard it from Christ. They're going to declare it to you that God is light. The Bible says that God shed His own blood on the cross for the church, for the purchasing of the church. But who was on the cross? Was it God or was it Jesus? You see how they're one and the same? Now look what it says. That God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, look at the differences. God says he's light. Jesus taught there's no darkness in God. Jesus taught I'm the light. When we follow and make the decision to become Christians, we become the light. Now watch this. If we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, so if you say you're following Him, yet you're still in the seat of the scornful and walking in the path of the sinners and so forth, you're still living in the world, you're walking in darkness. And we lie and do not practice the truth. You see, God wants it either one way or the other way. And watch what He says. But, there's that conditional statement. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light. Then we have fellowship with one another. That is the church. And the book of Ephesians teaches us that the church is in fellowship with Jesus Christ. And the church, through Jesus Christ, gives glory and honor and dominion to God the Father. So when He says, Lo, I'm with you always, how is He with you? He's with you when you're with Him. 
If you choose to walk in darkness, you lie to yourself and don't practice the truth. But if you make the right decisions and you say, I'm going to make the decisions to be in the light, I want to be the light of righteousness, that God is light. You do have fellowship. And guess what? And lo, I am with you. That is the church and individually, even to the end of the age. How? When you walk with him. That's how. It's very interesting. How do we walk with him? How do we know this is the light that we follow? Second Corinthians four, one through six. Therefore, since we have this ministry as we received mercy, so the apostle is writing that he received mercy, that we don't lose heart, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame. You see that? No longer walking in darkness. We've renounced the hidden things of shame or the sin, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully. We're not manipulating God's gospel to make a benefit for us so we can continue to live in shame. Now watch what it says. But by manifestation of the truth, so the truth of God manifesting that through the preaching of the gospel, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. You know what that is? That's the apostle telling you, I'm light. I am light like Jesus is light. And I'm appealing myself to every man's conscience by teaching them the truth of God. I am giving them the light of Jesus to make a decision with. But even if our gospel is veiled, that's the good news, it is veiled to those who are perishing because those are the ones that chose and are choosing not to follow. You see, they're going to walk that path of darkness. But we have that decision. Are we going to go the path of righteousness or the path of the wicked, the darkness? You see, that's where the gospel comes in right in the middle. That the manifestation of the gospel being preached is giving light to the people. Now you have a decision what you're going to do with that information. Are you going to take it and walk in light or walk in darkness and not take it? Watch verse 4. That these people are perishing, whose minds the God of this age, that's the world, who do not believe, they don't believe the message, lest, why don't they want to believe? Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Because it demands change. Because once you see the light, you realize that you have to change. And people are perishing because they don't want to change. They don't want to conform to Jesus Christ, who is the light. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For, look what it says, verse 6. It is the God who commanded light to shine. Look what it says. Out of darkness. There's always been two ways. Light or dark. In the beginning, it's what he's referring to. Let there be light. God separates the light out of the darkness. He's wanting to separate individuals out of the darkness of sin into the light of Jesus Christ, making reference to that's how powerful God is through his creation. Now, what has God done? God who has shown in our hearts to give the light of Knowledge. He's given us the truth, the light of knowledge and the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ is the face of knowledge. Jesus Christ is the face of the glory of God. Jesus Christ is the face of the light. All things point to Jesus as being the light and as being the right decision for us to live our life mirroring. Well, how do we do it? Well, we have to live the truth. We have to live the truth of the light and righteous. Matthew 5 and verse 14, look what he says concerning people who would become Christians. You are the light. Imagine, imagine the responsibility and the blessing that God would send His Son Jesus as light. Imagine Him turning on a light switch so we can see. And that light that we're looking at is Jesus Christ that illuminates the room. Okay? He sent that for us. And when we become a part of that, guess what He does? He sends you into the room to turn on the light switch to teach people about the light. The light of righteousness. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. A light turns on to give people just that. Illumination. Look at verse 16. Let your light shine. How does that work? It's very simple. You see how they're shining their light? They're giving people the opportunity to believe on Jesus Christ through the light of the gospel. That's how you let your light shine. And also in the way you live. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15. That you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. This is not news to us. We know that the world that we live around is crooked and perverse. You can't trust hardly anyone. You don't know what's coming around the corner. The world's morality changes left and right. Ethics go up and down. I mean, the world changes and the scope and optics which they give you change weekly. But look what it says. You need to become blameless and harmless. Children of God. That means you're part of the light without fault. You got to live in the light in the midst of this crazy world. So we're living through all this. We've got to maintain our light among whom you shine. You do. You see that? You shine. You shine as lights into the world. Because you've become disciples of the light. And when we don't let our light shine, we are either becoming part of the world and have let that you know, creep into our life and now the darkness is snuffing out our light. Or, we just don't know that we're shining yet. And we don't know that we have the power of God through the knowledge of the Gospel. Here's an example of easy, easy light and dark. The Bible says in Romans Chapter 1 and verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. So we're seeing here that men, people, are going to suppress or snuff out the light. Men are going to suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18 says that we 
need to be the light of righteousness and, and partaking in the, in the shining of the sun. But people in the darkness try to put the light out. Now watch Romans chapter 1, 24 through 25, same context. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Look what it says. These people who exchange the truth, that's the light, of God. So God brings truth. People have it. And some people suppress it for the lie. You see what the Bible is showing you? There is either the right way or the wrong way. They have suppressed the truth and exchanged the truth. So they knew the truth and decided with their own free will that they're going to believe the, the lie. So they are changing the truth of God for the lie of the world and worshiped and served the creature that is the human body, the one that's created, rather than the creator that is God who is the blessed forever. You know what context this is if you're not readily reading your, your Bible? This context is homosexuality. And God tells you very clearly, that's the way of the world. That's the way of suppressed individuals. That's the way of worldliness and, and all this lust. And that is a lie. Whereas he tells you one man, one woman is what? The truth. So you're either part of the light or you're a part of the suppressing of the light. Look at John eight thirty two, And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We just saw the difference. There's truth and there's a lie. No matter how much people tell you something is right, if God hasn't said it's right, it's a lie. And so we have that opportunity to use the truth to set us free. Second John in verse 9, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, the teaching of God, if you don't live in it, look what it says, does not have God. But he who abides in the doctrine of Christ, he who can see the light and chooses the truth over a lie, that person abides in the doctrine of Christ and has both the Father and the Son. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy. I'm begging you, Paul is saying. Walk worthy of the calling which, which you were called. Paul says to the Thessalonians, everyone was called by the gospel of Christ. You know what that is? The light. You know what you become when you obey it? The light. You know what he's begging you to do? To be worthy of that light. Walk as light. Hold the torch. Walk into the room and be the Christian. How we do this? You got to incline your heart. Like Ezra, the prophet, Ezra would prepare his heart. He would study the word of God. He would apply it in his own life. And then he would teach others. That's the formula that we see the prophet Ezra do. So we need to do that too. We've got to prepare our heart. We've got to make those decisions to say, I can be a better Christian than I am today. And I can influence everyone around me to see the light of righteousness. I'm going to prepare my heart. And it's no different for us. We're going to study the Word of God. Study it in any capacity that you can. It doesn't matter if you're reading three verses a day or three chapters a day. Study. 
then you're going to apply it to your own life. Make those decisions for yourself to save yourself. That's 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16 if you're taking notes. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, for in doing so you will save yourself and those who hear you. And then you teach other people. That's how we become lights. That's how God sends His light today. Lights of righteousness. Look at Proverbs 4, 20 through 27. In the context where we started. My son, look at what, what he says. Give attention to my words. If you don't know the words, there's no way you can turn the light on. You're going to run out of battery. You've got to read the book. Incline your ear to my sayings. You've got to be ready to hear it. Do not let them depart from your eyes. You stay focused on the light. Keep them in the midst of your heart. You fix your heart. Open your ears. Open your mind. Continue on that path. Put the word in your heart so that you might not sin against him. According to the psalmist. For there they are life to those who find them. In the words of God is life and is light. And it's health to all their flesh. Why? Because they're making good decisions. You know that context we were in, in Romans? The Bible says that they will, you know, pay their, their, just, their just reward in their bodies, and sicknesses and all these things. You make those good decisions, you're going to be good here and you're going to be good in your body. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from your uh, from you that in your deceitful mouth, right? You put away all these things. Let your eyes look at verse twenty-five. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Look at verse twenty-seven. Most important. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Stay right down the middle. Look right at what it says and be the light. Here's your conclusion for today. We all have the opportunity to live as lights of righteousness. And in fact, the Bible is teaching us that we are lights vicariously through Jesus Christ, who is the light when we become disciples. Now, we make the decision to become part of that light. We've got to make a decision to shine as the shining sun. Proverbs 4 and verse 18. Instead of being wicked like the darkness. It starts with little decisions, you know, for righteousness. First Corinthians nine and verse 27. But I, Paul says, discipline my body. We need to be able to discipline our bodies. And he says, and bring it into subjection. I tell it what to do. You know how you can find that out real quick? If you don't walk every day. You know, people walk around the neighborhood. Go walk. Try to walk three miles. And when your body tells you that's enough, we've stopped. You tell it. No, I run you. I tell you what to do. Or better yet, when you're trying to stay away from sweets and you see some zingers at the store and you say, I haven't eaten zingers since I was 10 years old, but they look pretty good. I'm going to go for it. No, I'm not. I'm going to go for it. No, I'm not. I'm not going to waste my calories on that. Guess what? You brought your body under subjection. I'm not going to get the zingers. The red ones with coconut. Right? Because you are looking like, which ones? The yellow ones or the red ones? So when we're thinking about that, we make those decisions. 
It's the same way for our spiritual life. We make a choice to sin or to live worldly and we make a choice to live righteously and to do the right thing. Look at 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13 and, and, and we'll finish and this is your, your sermon after that, your lesson. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Everybody goes through temptations. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able you're only able to fight temptations. This is, this is, this is mind-blowing here. You're only able to fight temptations for as much as you know what the temptations are. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you don't know the truth, you can't be set free. If you know the truth, you're only going to be tempted to as much as you can get out. Who will not allow you, God, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You know what the way of escape is? He turned on the light for all men. That is Jesus Christ. With that information, we search out the truth so we can be light. And when we're in these situations where we're being tempted and the way out, is to say, where's the light? What decision would God make? And choose that, bringing your body into subjection rather than falling to darkness. This morning, I want you all to just put in your minds that God gave that light and He gives it to us to live it and to give it. And we need to be making the best decisions we can to shine in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. If anybody has any need of anything this morning, whether it's to put on Christ in baptism or you need prayers of any kind, come forward as we stand and as we sing.